that where the Lord will uh, continue to take us and speak to us, uh, I believe today, amen, in a deeper way and give us even more understanding of what we uh, have, that we looked at on uh, last week. Are you at verse 18, Exodus chapter 33, verse uh, 18? And it says, and he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious uh, to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me. Somebody say, a place by me. I, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. And it shall come to pass while my glory passeth by that I will put thee in the cliff of the rock and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away my hand and thou shalt see my back parts. Amen. But my face shall not be seen. Amen. Please uh, look back with me um, to uh, my Lord. What scripture? Here we go. Verse 21. And it says again, and the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. I want to speak from the subject today, a place near him, a place near him, because that's where we need to be. We need to be near God, amen, a place near him. Uh, I prayerfully that I will uh, be able to get to talk about his glory. Let's start the clock back there today, brothers, amen, hallelujah. Prayerfully, I will uh, be able to... Um, Talk about his glory today, amen. We're gonna, we, we'll get there, amen. That's what we want to get to because he says, show me your glory. And we've been talking about the manifest presence of God, and we've seen that how God had manifested himself to Moses in, in a pillar of a, of a cloud. And the Bible says he came down to the tent of meeting, and he stood there when and he talked to him, amen. He, he talked, he had discussion with him. See, but, but once you experience the manifest presence of God, you want to go deeper with him. You hear what I'm saying? And then the said, you want to go deeper. And so Moses takes it to another level and says, show me your glory. Man. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, show me. She says, now show, show me your glory. Now, he treading what no man has treaded before. You know what I'm saying? He, he, look, he says, I want the full effect of this thing to show me your glory. Now, I'm going to regress some because I want us to understand some things. We see here that uh, God has spoken to Moses, and he asked Moses to depart. If you look at uh, uh, 33 in verse 1, uh, he, he asked Moses to depart. And he was asking Moses to take the children of Israel and to take them, what, to the land flowing with milk and honey, to the, the place, the land that he has promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We understand that. And so this is where he's taking, the, they're leaving Mount Horb, and he's telling them to go. And we know what Moses said. Moses said, well, who's going to go with me? Amen. You're going to send me. I know you're sending angels ahead of me, by all of me, but I want to know who is going to go with me. You have said that I have found favor in your sight, uh, uh, amen, or glo uh, uh, grace in your sight, which is favor. You said that you know my name, amen, and he said, but you ain't told me who's going with me, amen, and then God tells him that I will go up in the midst of thee. Now, he says several things. He says, now, if you don't go with us, who's going to know, how will everyone else know that your favor is upon me. Amen. See, what I'm saying is God wants to be with you. That's how he uh, validates. That's how he seals the deal. That's how people know that you're living for God because he's with you. He's with you. And, and this is what he says. He says, now, I want you to go with me. Amen. And he says, if you don't go with me, how, uh, how will people know that I have found favor in your sight. Not only me, but the people that I'm leading. How would they know that you, that, 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 that we have found favor in your sight? Then he says this, how also will we know, how will we be distinguished, amen, from every other person in the world? That's what he said. For every other person uh, is in the earth. How would we be distinguished here? This is what he was asking about this manifest presence. He did not want to go without a manifest presence. The Lord showed me something here. This is what he said. He told me that Moses was willing to stay in the wilderness with the presence versus to go in the promised land without the presence of God. You got to be willing to do that. You got to be willing to stay where the presence is at. And what he was willing to do, he says, I'm not going up unless you go up with me. I'll stay right here at the bottom of this mountain. I'll stay, I'll stay in the wood. I'll stay wherever you're at. That's where I want to be at. Amen. And God wanted him to go up, amen, and to take the people in. But he said, if you're not going with me. So he said, look, I'll camp out right here with you, Lord, at this mountain or in the wilderness, wherever you would have me at. I, I, I'd rather be with you than be in the promised land without you. 
Uh, what you saying, man? I don't want to be in the blessing of the Lord and I don't have the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Because that, that, that blessing will overtake you. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about overtake you in a negative way. You won't even be able to handle it. Amen. Because we need the presence of the Lord thy God to handle everything that he's going to give unto us. Amen. We need all of that. Now, I want to share some things with you this morning because I want to make sure that we have some clarity on some things here. Because we need to understand that the manifest presence... I want us to be very clear about what I'm talking about when we talk about the manifest presence. I'm not talking about the omnipresence of God. And if, if we, we understand the omnipresence of God is God is everywhere all the time. Amen. We understand that? God is everywhere all the time. And uh, let's look at the uh, description. Hold your place here. We're coming back. Psalms 139. I want you to see this. Because God is everywhere all the time. Amen. Yeah. Psalms 139. I want you to see this. He's everywhere. Amen. He's, <laughs> he sees everything. Amen. He's omnipresent. Psalms 139. When you get to 139, please go to verse 7. Psalms 139, verse 7 here. And this is talking about the uh, omnipresent and, and how he's also omniscient. Amen. Omnipresent means he's everywhere all the time. Omniscient means he's all-knowing. He knows everything. If you don't know it, he knows it. Amen. He knows everything. Omnipotent says that he's all-powerful. He's almighty. Amen. He's all-powerful. So he's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He, he knows everything. And he's omnipresent. He's everywhere all the time. Amen. So, so this is what, uh, but I want to speak to this. I want you to see it in the scriptures here that how David declares this in, in uh, Psalms 139 verse 7. He says, what, well, first of all, look at, uh, oh my God, let's look at verse 1. Amen. He, said, he, said, he says, oh Lord, thou have searched me and known me. Thou knoweth my down-sitting and my uprising. Thou understand my thought afar off. You hear that? Because he knows everything. You hear that? He said, Thou compass my path and my line down and are acquainted with all my ways. He knows you, man. Say, say he knows me. He knows everything about you. You know what I'm saying? He formed you. He fashioned you. He knows everything about us. Look what he says in verse 4. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knoweth it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thy hand upon me. Oh, my God. See, when you get this revelation of his presence, the Bible says his angels are encamped around about us. The Bible says he is our real God. The Bible says goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. He is my real God. You know what I'm saying? He's all of that. Amen. He's every bit of that. He's omnipotent. He's all uh, omniscient. He's uh, omnipresent. He's all that. All knowing, all powerful, and he's forever present. Amen. He's ever present. Look at verse uh, uh, five here, verse six. I'm sorry. It says, Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. He said, he said, but you got your knowledge is too high for me. Look what he says, verse seven. He says, Whether shall I go from thy spirit? Or whether shall I flee from thy presence? Now it's interesting here because he says, Whether I go from your spirit. And from thy presence. He talking about two distinct different things there. What should I go for? He talking about the Holy Spirit. He, what should I go from your spirit? Or from your presence. The manifest presence of God. Uh, yes, yeah, so we, we gonna, I'm, I want to show you here that, that, that when we talk about the manifest presence of God, we're not talking about the omnipresence of God. We, we, we know he here. We know he everywhere. He knows all things. He knows all powerful. When you have a hunger. Uh, somebody say hunger. When you taste and see that the Lord is good, amen, and you develop an appetite of spending time with God, you're going to want more of God. You, you, you want him more than just being in the omnipresent everywhere, amen. No, no, you want him to come tangible. You want him to be tangible unto you, amen. And this is what the manifest presence of God is all about, that we want him to be tangible in our space. You hear what I'm saying? I want him to be tangible in my house. I want him to be tangible in my life. I want him to be tangible in, 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 in the church house, amen. We want God to be tangible. We want him, we want to know that he is here, amen. I'm not talking about emotionally, you hear what I'm saying? Now, when he shows up, we ain't talking about a bunch emotions amen now we're not talking about emotions whatsoever him now i want us to uh, it goes on to say here look what he says in verse 8 if i ascend up into heaven thou art there if i make my bed in hell behold thou art there 
If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall what? Hold me. So we see here is what we call the omnipresence of God, mother. He's everywhere all the time. Wherever we go, wherever you make your bed in, if it's heaven, he's there. He's everywhere. Amen. So we, we must all understand that he is an omniscient God. He's all knowing. He's omnipotent. He's all powerful and he's omnipresent. Amen. He's everywhere all the time. See, but this is not what we're talking about when we talk about the manifest presence of God. Somebody say it goes a little deeper. And, see, and, and so what I'm saying is when we get hungry for God, we want to move beyond the, um, thank God for the omnipresent. He everywhere all the time. Amen. But, but the next place that, that the next level that we go into this thing, brother George, is called the indwelling presence of God. Say somebody say the indwelling presence of God. Now the indwelling presence of God still is not the manifest presence of God. Amen. But you're getting a little deeper. So when we talk about the indwelling presence of God, this is now God living on the inside of me. Amen. By way of the Holy Spirit. Now, now let's go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Let's see this in the New Testament. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I want you to see these scriptures here so we can understand uh, the differences here in these things. The omnipresence of God, that means God is everywhere all the time. But the indwelling presence of God, God is coming to your house now. Amen. He, he, yes, sir, he's in the temple. He's living on the inside of you. First uh, Corinthians chapter three. When you get there, please say amen. amen. When you get to chapter three, please go with me to uh, verse 16, three and 16. Are you there? It says, know ye not that ye are what the temple of God. And that the what? The spirit of God does what? Dwelleth in you. So this is the indwelling presence of God. So we have the omnipresence of God. God is everywhere all the time. But if you are a born again believer, you know what I'm saying? If you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, amen, and you've been baptized with the Holy Ghost, amen, he resides on the inside of you. So this is this you know, that, that treasure in the earthly vessel, amen, that is him. He's on the inside of you. So now we got the omnipresence of God. But also we got the indwelling presence of God, but it's still not the manifest presence of God. Amen. And thank God we need both of them and we want all of everything that God has. And so when we think about here, this first Corinthians three and 16, he says, know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. Six, 17 is worth certainly reading. Amen. And 18, it says, if any man defile the temple of God, him shall God what? Destroy. That's New Testament. For the temple of God is holy. Which temple are ye? Or ye are? He says, you're the temple of God and you're holy. So you can't be putting anything in this. You can't be looking at anything. You can't be listening to everything. Uh, my brother, uh, our brother on the keyboard, Eric, just testified when, when the music that his wife play, amen, it's, it's godly music. You can't be listening to R&B six days a week and think you're going to come up in here on Sunday, amen, and move with the spirit of God. I'm here to tell you, he going to clear out of your temple and also out of your house. You, that, that, that's just not going to work. That's not because, see, he, look, look, he stands upon his word. And so if you are the temple and you defile the temple, he say he'll destroy you. Amen. That's what he says there. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall who destroy? God shall destroy. For the temple of God is what? Holy, which ye are. So what he's saying is the temple of God is holy. This is the indwelling. Somebody say the indwelling presence. Of God. We want to have it. I want to have the indwelling presence of God on the inside of me. But then, but once he comes into the temple, I got to learn how to keep the temple. I got to learn how to keep my temple. I got to learn how to stay sanctified and holy before God if I want to continue to have the indwelling presence. See, some of my prayers are, Father, cut, I cut covenant. See, because for a man, one thing with a man, since y'all are all just men, I know you know this, but since the women don't know, men are, are when it comes to women, they're visual. Yeah. 
They're very visual. So if you walk around here with everything hanging out, you messing up these men that are around here. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to tell you that right off the bat. Amen. You messing them up. Amen. Because they're, they're, we're visual. What's coming? So if you show me all your cleavage and stuff like that, see our minds start to, they start to running. If everything all tight and wrapped around you and stuff like that, you start running this man that the man mind start running. He can't even get in the word any longer. He's sitting out here longer. You know, yeah. And so I'm saying, <laughs> so, so, so one of my prayers is, is that I cut covenant with my eyes. I'm telling you, let me tell you something, Pastor. I don't know how this come up in my spirit. Thank you, Holy Ghost. This morning, this morning, I was spending time with the Lord. I know what I was reading over in Proverbs, and it was talking about uh, the, the woman, amen, the, the, the foolish woman and stuff like this. And I'm telling you, the Lord put it up between my eyes, Pastor. He said, boy, there is a woman that will come, and she will deceive you. And look, look, this is what he said. And he said, you will go to go partake of her, and she'll turn into the devil. That's what he showed me. He showed me that today. Yeah, he showed me that today. I'm telling you, he, I mean, it was just like right before my eyes. Don't you even think about it. And it wasn't that the thought was that I was reading the word of God and he was showing me if this thing ran its course. I mean, if, if you were out there and you got caught up with someone and it ran this course, he said, in the end, you're going to know she's the devil. He says, you're going to know she's the devil. But one of the scriptures that I pray is that, Father, I cut covenant with my eyes that I will not look lustfully upon another woman. And see, that, that gives me some liberty. I can look upon my sisters, amen, and anybody out there and don't have to look lustfully upon them. I ain't got to walk around here with my head turned. You know, that, that means you got a flesh problem. I, I, I ain't got to walk around here. No, you ain't got to walk around here. Just walk in God. Walk in his presence. Amen. Have, have this on. See, if, if you got all that going on, you got some real issues. You got some sisters too, amen. Right, we ain't going to leave them out, Sister Ken. Amen. Yeah, yeah. yeah we ain't going to leave them out. We'll wrap them up too. They got issues as well. Amen. Hallelujah. And you don't know what's going on today because sisters looking at sisters too, amen. I mean, brothers looking at brothers. You got all kind of mess going on nowadays. But what I'm saying is that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And he says, you got to keep this temple holy. If you defile this temple, the Bible said, God said, I'll destroy you. And we know that's not the father's heart. He don't desire you to do that. But I'm here to tell you, he's not going to dwell. He's not going to dwell with you if, if you're living, amen, contrary to, to what he desires. And the Holy Spirit is your helper. He's the comforter. He comes to, to help you, to help you to make the right choice. He come to tell you, ah, no, nah, don't do that, man. That ain't safe. Don't, don't, you don't need to be looking at that. Not, not, you don't need to be listening to that. The Holy Spirit, he will, he would, he's just that type of person. He is your comforter. He is the one that comes alongside to aid you, to convince you, to tell you, nah, that ain't going to be safe, man. Because if you do that, I'm getting up out of here. You know what I'm saying? This, he's a friend. He is a friend. But, but we, we, we see this. What I want us to uh, uh, understand here that the Holy Spirit, he comes to aid in our development. And so when we say we have the indwelling of the Spirit of God, he comes to aid in our development. Galatians 5 and 22 talks about the fruit of the Spirit. So he comes when the, when, when the, when the Holy Spirit is in the temple, he's there to develop our character. And we know that the fruit of the Spirit are the, is the divine nature of God or the character of Christ, the love, the peace, the joy, all of those in, 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 in Galatians 5 and 22. And so we, we must have the Holy Spirit, the indwelling presence of God by way of the Holy Spirit in us so that our character will become becoming of him so that we may be made perfect. It's the Holy Spirit that helps us to do that. But also the Spirit of God is on the inside of us to deal not only with the character but with the charisma side, the giftings of God. Amen. Where we talk about the manifestation gifts over in, in, in what 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we're talking about the manifestation gifts that we deal with there. Uh, verses 7 through 11, we deal with the manifestation gifts, but this is to deal with our, uh, 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 the charisma, our giftings here. And so the Holy Spirit, he comes into the temple to, to deal with us, not only with our character, but with the charisma. He comes to sharpen us, amen, to sharpen our skills, amen, uh, uh, in the Holy Ghost. You know what I'm saying? He comes to do that. So this Holy Spirit is so valuable to us. He is so valuable to us. But what the Lord is having us to talk about today and in this series of messages, somebody say, is the manifest presence of God. 
this is what we're dealing with. This is different than the other two, but the other two are present. We need to know. We need to know that God is everywhere and he sees everything. We need to know that God is all powerful and God is all known. We need to know that. We need to know that if we're saved and born again and been filled with the Holy Spirit, that he dwells on the inside of us, the indwelling presence of God. But I'm here to tell you, if you hunger for God, amen, look, 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 you want the manifest presence of God. You want to go to that next level in him. You want to see God show up on your behalf. And so the manifest presence of God, it, it, it's when God shows up for a specific task, for a specific time. Oh, my God. The manifest presence of God is when God shows up for a specific task at a specific time. It's when he shows up in the house. And so when we're worshiping God, this is what we believe in God. When we come into the house of God, that we want him to come into the temple. We want him to come and fill the temple. And then because I said that when he comes, when his presence comes, he gives us rest. Somebody say rest. This is what he told Moses. He says, Moses, he says, I'm going to go with you and I will give you rest. I'm going to go in the midst of you. I'm going to go with you and I will give you rest. And I spoke to y'all guys about rest. When he shows up, he does all the work. I'm telling when he shows up, somebody need to be healed. Guess what? God doing the healing. And when the manifest presence of God comes in here, we're going to know that he's here. This is what this whole teaching is about, is that, 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 Lord God, we desire your manifest presence. I thank God for your omnipresence. I really, really thank you that, that amen, that you have chose to dwell on the inside of me for your indwelling presence. But I want to see your Shekinah glory. I want to see your manifest presence. Look, 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 look. The Lord told me this. This is what he told me. He says, when the manifest presence of God get back in the house of God, people but we begin to reverence God when I'm telling look 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 you know what I'm saying he says folk that's living together know they ain't supposed to be living together he said that will cease you know what I'm saying because the manifest presence of God has showed up I'm telling you man he said look look when the when the manifest presence of God shows up they become a reverential fear the call the fear of the Lord amen the Bible talks about nobody's fearing the Lord anymore amen see the reason why they ain't fearing him because he ain't showed up if he show up you will fear him and he'll show up in a mighty way he'll show up in a mighty way pastor Angela gave a testimony and I won't even go toot that horn but what I'm saying is we we got in this circle and we got in the circle down there, and I'm, you know, I never go anywhere trying to be no preacher. I just really want to go and just have some fun. You know what I'm saying? I just want to sit back, kick back, and just fit in and blend with everybody else, all right? And there was another preacher there, amen, you know? And then we get around the lady. We going home. I'm tired, man. We trying to get back to the hotel room before we start by IHOP. Yeah, we had here IHOP. Yeah, yeah, we get to bed at 1, 1 a.m. But... Uh, <laughs> But 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 we we get there and they they you know we standing in a circle and the first thing come to my mind Lord has somebody else to pray don't ask the preacher to pray it's late we don't seen fireworks pop 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 don't don't Lord just let me get it back to my room so we get in a circle about eight or nine of us everybody looking around it get quiet the other preacher look at me and say pray pastor. <laughs> I want to say, it's your mama that's asking for prayer. <laughs> Pastor, I'm just visiting. <laughs> it's at those times, George, that you need the manifest presence for a specific time and for a specific place. You hear what I'm saying? A task that had to be done. Amen. you hear? So all I had to do now was yield my will because my will was saying, let's get up out of here. <laughs> but I had to yield my will to the will of the Lord and my old flesh was tired. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want, I was ready to go back to the hotel room, but see, but this is when God shows up. You know what I'm saying? When his mother fresh presence shows up and say, look, I'm going to give you some rest. Amen. Just yield your will to my will and let me do what I need to do. You hear what I'm saying? But time we got through praying, brother, I'm telling you, folks were speaking in tongues and, hey, glory be to God. Because heaven, because God manifest present has showed up for a specific time, for a specific task. 
We done ate all day. We done sat around, man. We done took the kids to the movies. We done come back. We all open. We done ate, man. We just hanging out. We done looked at fireworks. The fireworks is over. The grand finale is over with. My ears are popping and ringing and everything. And, brother, all I want to do is just get back to the hotel room. And then that mother, she come out. We were getting ready to get in the car. She said, I need y'all to pray. I, I could have said, can, can we pray tomorrow? Amen. <laughs> what you saying, Pastor? What I'm saying unto you, there are times that we need his presence. We need it all the time. And what I'm saying to you, if I did not have the indwelling presence of God on the inside of me, I would have never even been able to deal with the manifest presence of God. You know what I'm saying? And so what I'm saying is this thing is we know he is omniscient, uh, omnipresent. He's everywhere. We know that he dwells even on the inside of us by way of the Holy Spirit. But, Father, we desire your manifest presence. This is what, see, and the reason why we desire it is the same reason Moses desired it. We desire it, Father, so that how will people know that your favor is upon us? That's one thing for me to have it on the inside, but there's another thing for him to show up on the outside. You know what I'm saying? That's the manifest presence of God. When I can stand in the gap, when I can do something that God needs to have done in the earth, he's looking for a vessel, amen. His eyes go to and fro through the earth looking for a man, you know what I'm saying? Looking for a woman, amen, that he desires to you. See, Sister Nene, when we go to those streets, you know what it is. We need to have what? The manifest presence of God. We need him to do what? Show up. And show out. All we got to do is get there and go there by faith. Amen. And and, and look, see, your your Holy Spirit on the inside of you, it means that you're anointed. Amen. So, 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 you you got faith, you're anointed. But when he shows up, but look, you just look, the anointing, you just all get out of the way. You know what I'm saying? And let God do what he needs to do. And so, what I'm saying to you, we're at an hour in a time. What this world needs, not only the world, but the church needs to see the manifest presence of God. Because I'm telling you, people that are living contrary to God won't even be able to come up in the house of God. And if they do, they're going to get right. They're going to come up here with a humble spirit because they're going to know that God, the true and the living God, that the, the true, the righteousness of God is in the house. And when the righteousness manifests himself like that, anything wrong going to feel uncomfortable. We're talking about also the fear of the Lord. There is a place near him. That's what we want to be. We want to be near him. We want to be near his manifest presence here. Now, I want us to see some things here. These are some things that we have already uh, dealt with in times past. Again, the manifest presence of God, he shows up, God shows up for a specific task at a specific time. And I gave you an example of this. And let me tell you why it's important for the manifest presence. You remember the day of Pentecost when they were in Jerusalem? Okay, the, the omnipresence of God was all over Jerusalem. You know what I'm saying? God was everywhere. See, but the manifest presence of God showed up in the upper room. Where they were together and they were praying. That was the manifest presence of God. The Bible says a sound came from heaven. Amen. And it filled that house and it filled the room. Amen. And then they, they come up upon everyone that was there. Amen. Like cloven tongues. Amen. They split up in fire. Amen. They come up upon everyone and everyone there was filled and they began to speak with another tongue as the spirit gave utterance unto them. You know what I'm saying? See, that's a, that is the manifest presence of God. When God shows up for a specific task at a specific time. Now, last week we talked about how God shows up to destroy. He showed up in Sodom and Gomorrah for a specific time, amen, for a specific time. He manifested himself, amen, to destroy that place, did he not? Uh, not only that, we dealt with um, uh, uh, Miriam and Aaron when they were doing what they were doing to Moses. And he called them on the carpet. He showed up to do what? Discipline. But the Lord showed me that he don't only show up to discipline discipline, but he also shows up to defend. You know what I'm saying? God defended Moses. He'll manifest
manifest his presence to defend you. The enemy may be, look, look, he may come in like a flood, but the Lord thy God said, I'll raise up a standard against him. You remember I told the testimony last week about the general, and the Lord showed me this. He said, that's what that general was doing. I mean, that angel that was over that general with the sword pulled, he was protecting. He was defending the, and it had anything to do with the military. It had everything to do with his walk with God. See, he was a four-star general because God done favored him. You hear what I'm saying? God will favor you and run you up the chain. You hear what I'm saying, man? He'll favor you. Look, the army, look, he did something that was impossible even in the rank structure of the army. You know what I'm saying? God will move like that. He'll move like that. And what I'm saying unto you, church, and what I'm saying to this house here, that what we desire in this house is nothing less than the manifest glory of God. Because when the manifest glory of God show up in here and do what he needs to do, look, you ain't got to send out no flyers. You ain't got to invite nobody to church. You know what I'm saying? They will come. They will come, and they're coming to be delivered and set free. They're not coming to play church. They're not coming to to come in here and do what they want to do to get tickled, hear a good message, a three-punch sermon a poem and do a little bit of worship and go by out and live the way they want to live now the lord thy god said it got to be the man of nothing less than the manifest presence in his house and this is what we want to come up in the temple and the way we do our part we got to come in here with the indwelling spirit on the inside of us you know what i'm saying we got to come up in here on one accord and it's the spirit of god that brings all of us on one accord. And when we come up here on one accord to worship God and to praise him, that I'm telling you, he will manifest himself unto us. And we're going to look at this before we uh, get out of here today. But we've seen that when the manifest present came, we say he comes again for a specific task and for a specific time. We talked about how he came last week to deliver, to direct, to destroy, to discipline. But the Lord showed me that how he also came to defend, and not only that, but to dwell. He, he come to hang out for a little while when he shows up. Amen. He wants to dwell in the midst of, of us, his people. And so when we, when we worship him and praise him as, as vessels of clay, meet for his use, amen, he comes. He inhabits the praises of his people, and he comes down. He comes into this place. See, this don't just have to be in here. This could be an individual thing in your house. I done had the manifest presence show up in my place, amen, in my, in my secret place, amen, in my tent of meeting where I meet God. And this is what I'm saying. God will show himself up. He will show himself strong in your life. And when you taste and see that the Lord is good, it look, this thing is more addicted than crack. You need to hear this. You need to hear you. You hear, well, when you get when you get some of the manifest presence of God, look, look, ain't the crack can't even come. Look, ain't look pills. What? What? No, look, sex. Not, not, can't none of that deal with, can't, can't none of that stand up with the manifest presence of God. I'm talking about when he shows up like that, there's a, you're you addicted then. You're addicted then. And not only are you addicted to him, you're addicted to the ministry of the saints. That's what the Bible says. You, you're addicted to everything he addicted to. You know what I'm saying? He addicted to the saints. And when you get a hookup with him, I'm telling you, you get an overdose. You know what I'm saying? That's all. That's all. You get an overdose with him. And then you're addicted for him for the rest of your life. You want more, more, more. I was walking this morning, Pastor Angela, and that song came in. I need you more, more than yesterday. I need you more, more than words can say. I need you more, 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 more. I need you more, I need you more, more than the air I breathe, more than the song I sing. More than the next heartbeat, more than anything. And as the days go by, I'll be by your side. Because I never want to go back to my old life. I need you more, more than yesterday. I need you more. More than words can say, I need you more, 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 more. I need you more, I need you more. Man, I'm telling you, when you get a taste of his manifest presence, that's what it, that, that sound like that. I was walking in the party, that sound come up in my heart. And I said, Lord, I need you more. I need you more. I need you more than the air I breathe. I need you more than yesterday. I seen you show up yesterday, but I I need you more today, God. 
Now, what I'm saying is you can't take last week's glory and last year's glory and still walk in there. Nah, nah, I, uh, he knew every day. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's fresh every day. What I'm saying is you can experience his manifest glory every day. But you got the hunger. The Bible says they that hunger and thirst for righteousness, that they shall be filled. They shall be filled. They shall be filled. See, you want to be filled? You want your house to be filled? Everywhere you go, you want it to be filled with God's presence so that people will know that his favor is upon you and that he's going to separate you from all the people of the earth. Oh, but you're talking about walking in rest. He says, I'm going to, yes, sir, my presence is going to go with you. And I'm going to give you some rest. <laughs> I'll tell you. Ooh, he just gets sweeter and sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. The more you get into his word, the more you let the indwelling Holy Spirit teach you. Amen. The more you yield your will unto him, the more you go to your secret place. Amen. The more you make time for God. I'm telling you, he just gets sweeter and sweeter and sweeter. Amen. I'm telling you, man, Lord, I don't want to walk in nothing less than your manifest presence. I understand Moses now. I understand when Moses say, look, 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 I'm not going anywhere without you. If you ain't going up, we ain't going up either. Amen. I need your presence to go with me. Amen. I understand Moses. I understand that. And, and we must come to a place in our lives as a people, as individuals, and even as a, uh, uh, a family, and even uh, uh, as a congregation, that we don't want to do anything without his manifest presence of God. Because this flesh wants to do everything that's contrary to God. I can guarantee you that. It, it, it desires to do that. And so, as I said, there must be a hunger for the manifest presence of God in our lives. Now, Moses and David, they were people that, that hungered for the things of God. I want to give you three things, three things here that are critical, amen, in your ability to experience the manifest presence of God. I might not even get to the glory here today. Amen. I know I want not to where I want to get to and what we want to do. it. So we're going to pick back up. Amen. Uh, over in Exodus. But there's some things I feel like that the Lord want to take me in a different direction this morning because there are three things. Amen. That are important for you because we want to experience this manifest presence of God. Do we do we not? I don't know. But you, I, I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do want to uh, uh, there's three S's, though, that you must grab a hold of. There's three things that you must be cognizant of that will impact your ability, amen, to walk in the manifest presence of God. The first thing I want to do, say, somebody say, my salvation. Yeah, see, because you must understand that the only reason that you can have to be in the manifest presence of God, it don't have anything to do with what you are doing, don't have anything to do with your education, any of that, has everything what God done for you through Jesus Christ. Somebody say, Jesus Christ. It has everything to do with what he done on the cross, amen, with the blood that has been shed, amen. See, what he told him, he says, my favor is upon you. My grace is with you, and I know your name, amen. He says, my grace is with you, and that grace he was talking about is my favor. My favor is with you, and because my favor is with you, you can walk in my manifest presence. See, because outside of that, we really can't do it, amen. See, but it was through the grace of God that we, we are saved. I talked about it's through the grace of God that we learn how to sow and to give, Amen. It's, it's the grace of God. And it's by the grace of God that you can walk in the manifest presence of God. See, see, it ain't what you are doing. It ain't what you did. It's what he done. Amen. And what he still is doing. Amen. So it's through the grace of God. So my salvation. Somebody say my salvation. I got to understand that my salvation was through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, let me tell you, you, you must walk this thing out now. We know what the Bible talks about the tabernacle. Amen. It talks about the outer court. Amen. Then we have what? The, the, the inner court or the what? The holy, ho, holy place. And then we have what? The holy of holies. Amen. Or what they call the most holy place sometimes. All right. So, so, so we, we must understand this. We understand in the scriptures when our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, when he died upon the cross, one of the things, and when he says it is finished, one of the things that the Bible records is what? That the curtain was what? Rent from top to bottom. Amen. And we know in the Old Testament, it was the priest that would go in. Would he not? He would go in and could nobody go past. Look, look, he the only one that could go into the, the Holy of Holies. Amen. I don't think many folk would even went into the, in the place. You know what I'm saying? They were all out there on the outer court. See, the, see, 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 see you, you must understand the outer court is the omnipresence. 
He's everywhere. He, God everywhere. You know what I'm saying? He everywhere. Amen. And then to get in the holy place, you got to have the holy one. So, 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 amen. But to get in the holy of holies, amen, you got to be able to stand in front of the holy one. You know what I'm saying? Amen. You, you, you got to be able to get in there where the manifest presence of God is. That's what was behind that curtain. Amen. And so when he got in, that's why they had him wrapped up with, with, with rope on his leg and chains on him. Just in case, because he said, look, because look, you, you get in the presence of God and you ain't right. You will die. And they got to drag you out of that sucker. See, you're being dragged out of there. Amen. And, 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 and so what we must understand that everyone had to go to the priest before Jesus Christ. But it was because of our Father's grace, amen, by giving us his Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who died upon that old rugged cross, amen, who shed his blood on our behalf. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling that gave us access now unto God for ourselves. But he says, when you go, you better go in Jesus' name. You better go knowing who done it. He said, look now, he said, John, what, 15? He talks about I am divine, amen. You are the branch, so the branch is connected to the vine. But my Father is what? The husband me husband tree so he goes he the gardener he goes every now and then and he's gonna say well, let me see let me see who let me see who done dried up who could see because you're dried up when you're not connected when you're not connected to jesus i'm talking about you got to understand say my salvation my salvation was brought through jesus christ and i got to stay connected to him i got to see that he is the he's i'm joint heirs with christ he's seated in heavenly places amen that's why i want to be a, by a place by him this is why he says now he's this is what he said he's not going you can't see my glory because if you see it i kill you but he said there's a place by me and it's a he said just stand over there on the the rock, <laughs> the rock of my salvation. You know what I'm saying? Just stand over there in Jesus. If you're going to see my, just stand over there in Jesus. I can't let you see my faith, but you got to understand you look, you're near me, not because of who you are and what you've done, but because of Jesus. Oh yes. Get on the cliff of this rock, man. Stand up on this rock. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, you better stand on Jesus, man. You better stand look, look, a place near me. Jesus is sitting at my right hand. Amen. You know what I'm saying? A place near me. Get on this rock of the place. You can't see me though. But he said, well, I'm going to let my glory pass by. He, what he called it? He called it his goodness. And that's why I understand goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. God behind. He said, now nah, I, I put you in this rock. I'll put my hand down. You'll see my goodness going to pass by. Amen. I'm telling you, man, I want the manifest. Pro- I want God's goodness. Amen. On my life. This is what we desire. The goodness. People need the people that's out there in the world, they need to experience the goodness of God. The Bible says the goodness of God leadeth to what? Repentance. Oh my God. When God has just been good to you, He's been better to you than you've been to yourself. That leads you to what? Repentance. When you ain't been living right, God's still been good to you. Because it wasn't what you did, it's everything that Jesus has done. He's still been good to you. That right there will make you want to step back and think about it. See, I need to repent from some things. Oh, my God. Repentance needs to be a daily, uh, a part of that daily, <laughs> that daily meal. It's a daily, that right, daily righteous regimen. Amen. Repentance needs to be right at the top. Amen. That, are, that we repent. Amen. So we see here, amen, that. That, that, that he, he's asking him to show me that glory here. Show me your glory, God. Show me your glory. But these three things, my salvation. And we see here that because of the salvation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that curtain has been broken. It has been ripped from the top to the bottom. And now we can go in as born-again believers, full of the Holy Ghost, and experience the manifest presence of God. My, somebody say, My salvation. I, well, I thank God for my salvation because it has given me access. I can go in. But I got to watch out for my sin. Somebody say my sin. Oh, my sin. My sin, my sin, my sin. My sin. Oh, my sin. What's, what's my sin, Pastor? Somebody say missing the mark. When I miss the mark, man, I got to hit the mark. I got to stay on target. When I miss the mark, I got to get it right. You know what I'm saying? I got to get it right soon. Amen. And I don't need to get in the practice of missing the mark. I don't need to practice sin. You know what I'm saying? Because when you practice sin, you become an expert at it. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to even practice this thing. I want, I want sin to be like, I mean, I, get this, God, I don't even want to be around sin. <laughs> 
That boy, the Lord was dealing with me. He said, he said, son, he said, not only do I got to get you to watch out for yourself, I got to get you to, to ready. Just stop talking with people that ain't got nothing to say. God not even in the conversation. God ain't even in their neighborhood. And you talking on the phone with them for an hour. And they, they, they ain't said nothing about God. You know what I'm saying? I'm mean, here to tell you. I mean, I'm just telling you. God said, you got to, uh, it's time to hang up. It's time to put them out. It's time to put them out because that will mess up your spirit. You know what I'm saying? Your spirit ain't hanging around for all of that, that dead talk. Amen. The Lord is saying we need to be around people that's going to build our faith. Amen. That's going to encourage me in the Lord. Amen. Some of the best people I like, I'll call people that encourage me. You know what I'm saying? Then the people I call, I ain't calling no oh, sour puss. I ain't calling nobody complaining and all down every time I talk. Who oh, I'm going to call them? Brother, look. No, no, no. But I'll call somebody. And it seemed to be the people that I do call are the people that encourage me. Yeah, people that I know I'm going to get a word from. I know I'm going to hey, go keep up, Pastor. Keep your head up. Keep doing it, brother. Lord is with you. And, and so what I'm saying unto all of us is, is that my sin, I got to be careful about my sin. I want, Go with me to Psalms 51 because David is someone that loved God. I'm going to show you here. You, you, you're going to see here this boy was in danger of losing the spirit and the presence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 I ain't talking about the omnipresence. No, I'm talking about the indwelling spirit of God. Amen. And not just the indwelling spirit of God. He was about ready to lose the manifest presence of God. He had lost it. And look, he, look, look, he sounded off, man. Are you at Psalm 51? Psalm 51. I don't have time to read all of this. Yeah, well, look, look, hold on. Let, 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 let's listen to David. This is what David, you know, he done slept with Bathsheba. And, and, and Nathan done dealt with him. Look, look what he's saying here. Uh, Nathan the prophet then came unto him after he done gone into Bathsheba, slept with Bathsheba. So the prophet comes up to him and listen how he responds. He says, have Psalms 51 and 1. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my what? Transgressions. Amen. Amen. What he's saying was erase them, God. And then he says, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. You know what he's saying? He's saying, God, look, look, look. See, nah. uh this thing done got a hold of me now. There's one thing for me to get something off of me, but when it done got a hold of me, all I can do now is, God, I need you, God. Blot out my transgression. Cleanse me, amen, from my iniquity. You know what I'm saying? Look, look what he begins to say here. He, he goes on to say, uh, verse 2, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever what? Before me. He's confessing here. Look at verse 4. Against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight that thou mightest be justified when thou speaketh and be clear when thou judgeth. Behold, he says he says, behold, I was shaping in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. He said, look, this thing bigger than me, this thing generational, amen. Look at verse 6 he says, behold, thou desireth truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. He says what? Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be what? Whiter than snow. He says make me to hear, amen, joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast what? Broken may rejoice. Then he said look, hide thy face from what? My sin. Oh my, yeah what he said? Look what he's saying. He says God because he know God don't want to look on no sin. My sin. He said, God, hide your face. When he said, look, look, if he's asking him to hide his, his from his, look, he got to be somewhere. Hide your face from my sin. Hide your face from my sin, Lord. You know why he's asking him that, right? He don't want to lose his presence. I don't want you, I don't want you to leave me. But just hide, just. Just hide your, just hide your faith for this. Hide your faith from my sin. Look how he says it here. He says, "Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities." Then look what he says here: "Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew what a right spirit. That's a constant spirit within me." Now look what he says in verse eleven here, because he's dealing with the indwelling uh, presence of God and the manifest presence of God right here. Look what he says here: "Cast me not away from thy presence." And take not thy what? Holy Spirit from me. 
You hear what he said? He says, please don't, Father. Please don't cast me from thy presence. Please don't take the indwelling Holy Spirit away from me. Because that boy know he bankrupted that happened. And he says, and Father, you got every reason to do it because of my sin. Boy, you better thank God for your salvation. You better thank God for Jesus Christ. Amen. You better know that when God looks at you, he don't see your man. He see the blood of the lamb. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. You, you got to understand it's, it's his grace and his mercy is what's keeping you. When you living outside the will of God for your life. Look, it ain't, it ain't that God ain't real. It's, it's that Jesus is real. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It ain't that he ain't real. Jesus is real. And Jesus has blotted out you. I'm telling you, when God looked down on you, he's looking at Jesus. I'm telling you, if you have received him as your Lord and Savior, and so what we need to do, we got to become like the Son. That's why we got to become like Jesus, because what? We want to please the Father. This is why this whole thing is all about him. It's all about him. I want to become like Jesus, because Jesus pleased the Father. And I want to please the Father. Right now, boy, if it won't do the for the grace and mercy of God, well, where will we be? Yeah. I mean, every one of us. All of, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I, I see, I see, I see your, 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 yeah. Every one of us, if it was not for the grace of God and the goodness of his son, Jesus Christ, we'll all be struck down. I'm telling you, we'll all be struck down. We'll all be struck down. So what are you saying, Pastor? What I'm saying is we want to get our house in order so that we can experience the manifest presence of God. The manifest presence of God. This is what we want to do. Well, how do we do that, Pastor? Somebody say, my sanctification. <laughs> my sanctification. See, my salvation, amen. I thank God for my salvation. Amen. But I don't want to become a person that practices sin. You see what I'm saying? So, Because I, I got my sin I got to deal with. And I don't want to be a practice. I don't want to be practicing sin. Because whatever you practice, you become perfect at. I don't want to practice sin, amen? So, 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 so I, I got to get down with my, my sanctification, amen? Somebody say my sanctification. The Bible says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God, amen? Psalm 23 says, who shall ascend the holy hill? Amen. Who should ascend that holy mountain? Amen. Who, who should be able to do that? Who should be able to stand in the holy place? And it says those that had clean hands and a pure heart. Amen. The clean hands and a pure heart. And the only person can give you clean hands is a pure heart. That's why I say create in me a clean heart. Amen. Renew a right spirit on the inside of me. You got to allow God, amen, by way of his Holy Spirit to clean you up. Hey, see, it's my sanctification. Somebody say my sanctification. It's holiness. Amen. Be ye holy, for he is holy. I'm telling you, you got to keep that, you got to keep yourself together. Amen. See, when he put down to take me back up. I got, oh my God, you hear that? <laughs> Woo! When he showed up, I went down, baby. I fell upon the rock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he took me up. And he wants to take you up. That's the type of God. He wants to take you up. That's what he wants to do. He wants to take you up. We're going to finish it. We got eight minutes. We do great, man. I like that kind. I, I, I'll get in more of the glory next week. Amen. We're talking about a, a place near him. Amen. And how we stay near him is through our salvation and through our sanctification. But my sin, my sin will not allow me to stay near God. If I am sinning, look, I need to be like David. Look, Lord, look, 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 look don't even look at me. Don't look at me right now. And the father don't want, he don't want to see us. I mean, if he could see us, we thank God for Jesus. And this is what the world needs. They need the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because no matter what you have done, no matter what you have done, I'm telling you, through the blood of the lamb, God will redeem you. Amen. Through his son, I will save Jesus. If you will receive him from as your savior, amen. He, if you're backslidden, you say, Pastor, it ain't, I ain't, it's not that I ain't saved. I done done some stuff since I've been saved, amen. And I done backed off from God. I'm living how I want to live and do what I want to do. And I realized, Pastor, my life ain't right. Amen. God done put vision for that. He, he said he married to that slider. You know what I'm saying? He said, nah, nah, if you're backslid, he said, come on back. Come on back. But when you come back, you got to have a different attitude. Amen. You got to be renewed in your mind. You got to understand that you missed the mark. Amen. And allow God to do what he needs to do in your life. Can we get an amen? amen. Now, I want us to see.
Well, so we're going to end it. Uh, did I send you over to Second Chronicles? I didn't. Please go over to Second Chronicles, and this is where we're going to end at. We're in here. <laughs> but but we see that the mega Moses says, "Show me your glory." Did he not? He says, "Show me your glory." Second Chronicles. When you get to get over to chapter seven, when you get over there, okay. Second Chronicles chapter seven. This. Um, this is a powerful, this is a powerful passage here. But I, w- I want you to understand that Solomon is, is praying and dedicating yeah. the, the temple, amen, the Lord. But I want us to, to, to just really understand this. I want the praise and worship team, you to, to really, and I know y'all guys, and I thank God for you guys. You guys are, are like what we see over in Second Chronicles 20 and 20, when, uh, you know, it, it says that the word of the Lord, that the enemy would come out. And how God said, well, get, get the prayers together. Amen. He told, the prophet came and prophesied. He came and prophesied and he told them, he said, see, what I'm telling, boy, I'm, oh God, I'm sitting to tell you, oh Jesus, I mean, yeah, oh, help me, Lord. I'm, I'm here to tell you, man, God, look, God, it's time for prophets to stand back up. It's time for apostles to take their place and prophets and evangelists and teachers. You hear what I'm saying? It's time for take their place. I mean, we done robbed the house of God, man. We, I'm telling you, we have. You know what I'm saying? God is looking for some good book of thought. He's looking for them pillars to stand back up. I'm telling you, man. Everybody running around looking for a thrill, looking for a, a, a emotion, a goosebump, man. God said, I'm ready to show up in my manifest power. I don't want you to get all excited and go back home and still living down, still living, amen, this world pulling on you. He says, nah, it's time to overcome. I'm telling you, man, God, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You know what I'm saying? I know, amen, amen. Well, my God, hallelujah, Amen. See, see, when you get this bonus up on you, it'll make you do something bold. Amen. And this is what y'all guys got to understand. See, when the presence of God is up on a person, I'm telling you, when he come in here, see, he'll come in here and everybody act different. I told you, it's just like if my pastor walked in, I gave the example. I'm going to give it again. If my pastor walked in here, everyone in here will act differently toward him to the degree that you know him. I'll be excited about this. Oh, my God. Here with Pastor Bell, we'd be like two little kids, and we'd be just excited. But well, somebody else would be like, who all that? Who is he? Who all this? See, that's the same way that happened when God comes in. When God comes in, when his manifesto presence shows up, everybody ain't going to so Some folk going to be like, what in the world going on in here? Some folk going to be like, because when he show up, amen, the, the, oh, yeah, all the truth is in the house. Then. I ain't talking about part of it. All of him is up in here then. Some folk going to be hiding all over in the corner. Yeah, yeah, I can't love. Yeah, yeah, sir. Because you know, y'all, y'all, he up in here now. He up in here now. Oh, you, you hear the fear. You smell the fear of the Lord is up on people. Yes, sir. He up in here. Yes, sir. Oh, it's something different up in here now. <laughs> and that's the day. That's, what, that's, that's where the Lord, that's where the Lord is looking. I think, look, he, he looking for folks. And we're going to see how they responded. Even when the, when the manifest, even when the pillar of cloud showed up to Moses. That wasn't the purest form of God. You see what I'm saying? He manifested himself in the cloud. And, the, and he stood, it says, amen, in that cloud. And he spoke to him face to face. He spoke to him in that tent. But it said everybody, everybody that, that, that they did, look, it, it was something about when, look, it was something. Now, it says put the tent of meeting out there for anybody that wanted to go out there to, to, to get her. But, some, but it was something when Moses went there. When Moses went, they said everybody come outside their tent because they knew if Moses were going over there, God's man, that God was going to show up. And that's why it needs to be when somebody asks you to, they need to say that's God's man, it's God's woman, God getting ready to show up. He getting ready to show up. And they said when Moses stood there and prayed, everybody come and look. They, they stood there. And this is what they seen. They seen the manifest presence of God show up. Amen. When Moses went in the tent, he stood at the door of the tent. And it says everybody, when they seen that manifest presence of God, all flat down on their face. Abraham, you go anywhere when you see the presence of God manifesting. He flattened the place. Everybody. He just flattens the place. That's right, he still does. Still does. And that's what I'm talking about. When the Shekinah glory, David said, the king, who is the king of glory? <laughs> that's what David, David said. The king of glory. When the king of glory come in, hallelujah, I'm going to deal with the king of glory next week. When the king, we're talking about the same person, amen? We're talking about David said, when the king of glory come in, amen? 
the king of glory. But we're going to finish here. We got a little over a minute. Yes, that's strong. That's right. Uh, Second Chronicles chapter seven here. It says, now when Solomon had made an end of praying, amen, you hear that? When he had made an end of what? Praying. The fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord. What? Filled the house. And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled what? The Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they what? Bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercies endure forever. Now, now, so the man of God dedicating the house of God. He praying, dedicating the house of God. They look, they all on the outside. You know what I'm saying? The priest can't even go up in the place because God didn't come from down from above. He didn't consume the sacrifice. Right, that's why you got to present your body as a living sacrifice. Oh, he'll come down and he'll, he'll take up the sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? And then he'll manifest his presence. Oh, you got to be a sacrifice. Oh, you got to sacrifice yourself if you're going to experience this manifest. And then it says that he filled that temple so the priest couldn't even get into the building. And people stood outside and just bowed themselves and said, look, let his mercy endure forever. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't take any more of this. I can't take any more of this. Amen. This is what we want. This is what God wants us to have. This is what he wants his people to have. I'm talking the manifest presence of God. Father, we're not going to be satisfied until you show up. Until you show up in an undeniable way. He did it in the old. He did it in the new. Amen. And he'll do it today. He's not a respecter of person. He's looking for a sacrifice. He's looking for some folks to get up in the upper room. Amen. And to pray. Amen. And give their life as a sacrifice. And he's going to come and show out. And I'm going to tell you, your life will never be the same. It'll never be the same. It'll never. What you saying, Pastor? Look, when Jesus Christ was up there with James and John on the Mount Transfiguration, the Bible said, man, that glow was showed up. Jesus Christ come down there glowing. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with Moses. You remember Moses? See, see, that was the first time Moses went up there. He seen the Shekinah glory. I mean, now he seen the, seen the pillar of the cloud. But then he said, this time, because he asked me, show you your presence. If you re- read it on your own, he said, show me your presence. God said, this time, now them two tablets that you told who who out two more stones? And he said, and when you come this time, he said, when you come this time, look, look, don't bring nobody with you. Yes, yeah, so, because you get ready to see me. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. See, see, you, you got to get to the place where, look, 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 look. I, I want to see him for myself. If nobody else don't want to go, matter of fact, you'll get to a place in your life, he'll tell you, just leave them back there. It's between me and you. It's between me and you. I'm getting ready to show myself to you. I'm getting ready to show. See, see, but you you got to come to the place that Moses came to. Moses said, I want to see your glory. I want to see full measure of your God. I want, and God in this grace and kindness said, boy, if you see me, you'll die. If you see all of me, you couldn't even contain it. Amen. He said, well, look, give me what you got. If the st- look, get, look, give me what you If I just got to stand in the cleft of the wall and just your backside, give me what you got. Give me what you, give me what I can handle. I want everything that I can handle, God. Give me what you got, man. Tell me, I just handle what you give me. But the Bible says that when he went back up on that, when he told them they're going to do it and told them what he was going to do, he said, tell him, now go get two tablets, go get them two tablets. Because God said, I'm going to write on them. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to write on them. I'm going to write them 10 commandments that you threw down there. That thing. I'm going to write them all over again. I'm going to. He said, but when you come this time, don't you take nobody. Don't bring nobody. Leave Joshua. Leave all them down there. He said, not only that, I don't even want no animals in brazen on the mountain. I don't want all that because my fool of glory getting ready to come down and pray. And there ain't nobody going to be able to handle this thing. He said, I don't even want anybody down at the bottom of the mountain. He said, you better get them away from here because this time when I come down, I'm coming down and my fool of glory, boy, showed up like that with Moses, man. 
<laughs> showed up. And the Bible said he put him in the cliff of the wall. This and he walked by him. He manifested himself in a, in a, not in a human form, but in a way that he had legs and arms. It describes him. Walked by him in such a way. It's like the cliff of the rock was just like a, a little corner. Like, like uh, yeah, yeah. I walk past this boy. And then he let him go. And all he seen was the rear end of him. The backside. Mess Moses up. Mess Moses up. <laughs> and from and David, think about Moses. The time Moses opened his mouth, it was always a thus saith the Lord. Boy ain't have anything to say. Thus saith the Lord. Go check Moses out. Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. And that's when Miriam and them start running their mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he said, I'm going to manifest. The Bible said he came down in the cloud. Call them all on the carpet. And he said, who y'all, y'all are? I, I speak to the prophets, do dreams and visions. But my man Moses, I speak to him face to face and mouth to mouth. Put leprosy on her butt. Get her outside the camp. You think about it a little bit when you mess with my man Moses. When I'm telling you, when the Shekinah glory, when the manifestations of God get up on your life, get up on your house, I mean, get up on your children. I mean, when they get on your life, look, there's nothing, I'm telling you, there's nothing that God will not do with you. You know what I'm saying? God wants to use you. Amen. That's what we desire. That's what, as your pastor, this is what I desire for not only my own life, but for this house. The manifest presence of God. Let us experience it, Father, every time that we come up in this place. Let, Father, let prayer be so thick in our homes that when we walk through the door, we feel something. Amen. Not, not, not because what we pray here, but when we pray that house. Amen. So when we come in here, we already, woo, in here already. I got to break through this, get through this Shekinah glory. I'm going straight to the altar. I'm coming straight to the altar because I know it's here. I know it's here. I know he is here. And when he is here, I'm telling you, bro, he ready to, he ready to deliver, set free, and heal. Look, look, he said, come on in and rest. That's what he said. Just come on in and rest. Come on in and rest. I, I'm going to do what needs to be done today. You hear me? Come on in here and take over. Come on in here and take over. I can't stand anymore of this. Let us stand to our feet today. Amen. Let's put our hands together and give us.